is no place, absolutely no place for these individuals to go. The province and the city know that there is no shelter available for these individuals. How much money will you spend on this? How much taxpayers' dollars will you spend on continued street sweeps knowing there is no housing available? All right, good morning to you. This is Mike Smith, and we start today with that showdown on Hastings Street. The city's plan to remove tents and structures from the downtown east side encampment. You heard the voices there of activist Vince Tao, Kaylela Rain, calling for resistance to the forced removal of tents and structures. They say there's no alternative housing being offered. Where are people supposed to go? The situation in the neighborhood, though, hazardous, police saying assaults, sexual assaults, crime, all up in the neighborhood. Is it time for the tents to go? We've got both sides of it here for you this morning. First, to start with Sean Orr, political columnist, Scout Magazine. Sean is a former Vancouver City Council candidate. I'm very pleased to welcome him back. Hey, Sean, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, Sean, what do you think of the situation in this, in this, on the downtown east side in Hastings Street right now in this leaked plan for the city to remove tents and structures? I think it should be very concerning to uh, all citizens of Vancouver, the kind of overreach um, that, that's happening. It's, uh, reading the plans, it sounds like a military-style sort of operation. Um, such an operation was recently um, done in Toronto, and the city ombudsman there condemned that um, as a breach of, of not only charter rights, but um, basic human rights. Uh, the UN uh, Rapporteur for Housing has also criticized such approaches. Um, and I echo what Vince Tao is saying. There is nowhere for, for these people to go. It's interesting also that right off the bat, you, you instantly tied uh, crime into, into the situation. Um, and, and just because Vancouver police say crime is up doesn't make it so. Um, in fact, there's a recent. You don't believe you don't believe crime is up down. Da- no, you don't believe well, crime mean, is up down there. Matter. People have been it's shot a, down there. It's, been... it's it's not a matter of belief. I mean, um, yes, crime happens. There is crime. It's being sensationalized by the media. CKNW is a big part of that oh, um, sensationalization oh. and rumor. It is. I mean, I mean, it, it, it. Come on. I mean, it gets you. It gets you clicks. It gets you listens. Right. So. Um, but if you what about the guy who was shot, what about the guy who was shot in the what about the guy who was shot down there with a crossbow? Who's sensationalizing uh, yeah, that? I'm not denying that. I'm, I'm not saying there's no crime. I'm saying that to say oh. that crime is up without without um, any statistical backing is not is is, is well. Let me well let me, let me give you some of the sti- sorry, let me give you some of the statistics. Your, uh, the statistics that show that crime is um, down. There's just been a report by um, Robert Gordon. And Martin Anderson of uh, SSU have shown that the baseline is going down for violent crime in cities. Sean, let me give you a couple of statistics here for you. Okay, so the Atira Women's Resource Society, they did a survey of 68 women down in that encampment. They asked them if they had been victims of sexual assault, sexual violence. 100% was 68 out of 68. Every single woman they interviewed down there said they'd been a victim of violence and sexual assault. Are you yeah, saying this Women's Resource Society is just making that up? Uh, I'm, I, I haven't seen that um, that statistic, but yeah, no. I mean, this is a, this is this is the nature of having people living in tents. It's it's not a, an ideal situation. No one's saying that it's an ideal situation. No one is, is saying that. But what we're saying is that um, what what this does by removing people from tents with force with a, a massive team of city engineers and police backing where the public is not even allowed to witness, it's going to just create further trauma down the line. 
So why, why would you go in with guns blazing to women in tents that have been sexually abused by men? Enlarging a male police force with guns. Is that going to help things? No, it's going to further re-traumatize people. And what, what, what do you do when people are traumatized? You get into drugs, you get into, in, into other situations. And, and it's an endless cycle, an endless loop. Right. That's I would suggest to you, Sean, Sean, there's a lot of trauma going down there already. Let's play a couple of clips here and get your reaction to it. Let's let's have a listen to the mayor here. So this was a a leaked series of leaked documents showing this plan to remove tents and structures. And the city doesn't seem to be denying it. In fact, they appear to be getting ready to go forward with this. Let's have a listen to Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim. I'll get your, your thoughts. Let's listen. We're going to continue what we're doing. We are looking for empathetic solutions and um, providing people with uh, housing options um, as we look to decamp uh, Hastings. But make no mistake about it, large entrenched encampments are not an acceptable model going forward. I can't see how anyone would think that this is an acceptable situation, Sean. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I mean, empathetic approach. If you read the actual documents, it's saying it's it's actually going against that, and it's also going against the city's memorandum of understanding that they signed with the province to have housing uh, already in place. Um, so they're going against that and they're saying uh, it doesn't matter. We don't care if there's no housing in place. That's not that's not empathetic at all. Um, and a lot of this, and a lot of the housing, the so-called housing that is being uh, forced upon uh, these these tenters, uh, is inadequate. So we need we need to definitely define what adequate is, and we need to let um, the campers themselves just define what adequate if it's adequate uh, there, for them. Because these shelter spaces, are there, you want to do you want to do you want to put warehouse people? I mean, you're having Bill Tillman on after me, and he was against supportive housing uh, on Arbutus and AIDS. And one of his one of his quotes was, "We we shouldn't be warehousing people, you know." But but that's exactly what we'd be doing here by forcing people into gymnasiums, rat infested uh, SROs, you know, where 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 the sprinklers are turned off and 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 there's a fire and 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 people die. And again, trauma is is created. There have been fires. Right? I mean, these, there have been fires. There have been pl- no, plenty. Of, hang on, no Sean. Effort. Let me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Let me let me have it. Let me have a turn. Let me uh, adequate. Let me get a question into you. Okay, there have been lots of fires down there in that situation, down in that encampment. We've seen plenty of burning tents. We've seen lots of fires down there. Uh, we've seen a, a lot of uh, fuel tanks down there that are potentially very hazardous. It's been nine months since the city's fire chief ordered the structures to be taken down because of a fire. If there was a tragic fire that set fire to an SRO again down there, whose fault would it be? Um, I sorry, I don't understand. If there was a, if there was a fire in an SRO, well, I mean, is it, it, it? Yeah, like who's like you're saying that don't don't move people along, don't remove the structures, don't remove the tents. If there's a terrible fire down there, then whose fault is it? Is it the fault of this of the people who are trying to resist moving along? Uh, I, I'm I'm still I still don't understand. Yeah, um, but um, it, it, one point that you brought up was the propane tanks and. Actually, one of Vendu's, uh, one of Vendu's, uh, in their uh, contract that they had with the city that the ABC just outright canceled, canceled. I mean, out of vindictiveness, as one can only presume, was was to was to monitor and remove those propane tanks. Um, so interesting that they canceled the Vendu contract and then instantly you, you find these propane tanks. But um, yeah, I mean, if your if your reaction is to be like you see uh, a fire in a tent and not 
realize that there's a human in that tent. You know, like I, uh, yeah. this is this is what's concerning. Like, yeah, of course, that that's concerning and fires are concerning. But we have to understand that this is this is a product of all of our policy responses up until this point. We've chased these people around from encampment to encampment, from Oppenheimer to Strathcona to Crab Park. There's nowhere for them to go. So th- this is this is policy. Yeah. This isn't by blaming the people that the that the policy is affecting. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of that's kind of a uh, a psyops in a sense, right? Like it's kind of weird, that, like you know, to blame the people in okay. in their predicament, right? Because this is this is decades of failed policy. Sean, thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Mike. Okay, Sean Orr, Scout Magazine. He ran for Vancouver City Council. Let's check in with Bill Thielman. Bill is a communications consultant. He also ran for Vancouver City Council in the last election. He believes the tents and structures should be removed. Bill Thielman, I know you're listening to that interview. What did you think? Well, I was very unimpressed. And, you know, really what we've got here is a situation where, as uh, Vancouver Fire Chief Karen Fry said in July of last year, it was of grave concern, deep concern, that a fire or fires along there could not only kill people in the tents and destroy uh, tents there, but actually catch multiple buildings, which are housing people in SROs right now who need housing. Uh, hundreds of, of units of housing endangered there. And nothing has happened much. I mean, there's some tents have been taken down. So it's about time that uh, City Council and Mayor Ken Sim took some action for the 10% or uh, 11% almost tax increase taxpayers like myself are paying. And, and uh, a situation which everybody said was intolerable, and it's still there. Let's have a listen to Vince Tao here. He is one of the activists down in the neighborhood who is calling for the tents and structures to remain where they are. Let's listen and I'll get your thoughts. The city is escalating its violence on the individuals who most need care in this city. This is called banishment. Okay, so he says they're being banished from the neighborhood. Where are these people supposed to go? Well, I think we've seen already that several different people, including Premier Eby, have said there are shelter spaces. They've been working to get shelter spaces. Some of these people don't want to go. And there's no question shelters are not where they should be. There's some that are really not uh, anywhere near as uh, hospitable, as as quality uh, oriented as they should be. But um, I don't think you can say that having someone on a tent on a sidewalk next to an SRO with a propane tank to heat it uh, and cook and do whatever they're doing uh, is a safe situation. And so, you know, I, I mean, I, I think like most taxpayers, I'm sitting there thinking, like, solve the problem, solve the problem. And it's not us uh, up to the taxpayers to tell the mayor and council and the city staff and police exactly how to do it. But there's no question. It, it's it's absolutely uh, an intolerable situation there, and it is, as you said, and <clears throat> Sean Noir tried to deflect from it, but uh, we've had all sorts of crimes going on. We have a, a guy who's stabbed to death on, outside his Starbucks uh, with a, his three-year-old yeah. and wife watching. Um, yes, there is a lot of crime there, and a lot of the people, victims of crime, are the people living in those tents as well. So it's yeah, just, right. just absolutely got to go. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.